Good morning, my friends. Skip here, 9.20, August 9th, 9.20 a.m. Believe it or not, I just got up. <laughs> very rarely, very rarely would I, I think I slept 11 hours last night, and uh, that is not usually the way it works for me. Uh, my wife and I bought a new mattress a few weeks ago, and it really, it's like, you know, good shoes. <laughs> There's just some things, if you're able to, to afford something decent, you probably should, because that mattress is changing my life, that's for sure. So, uh, sometimes it's the simple, practical things that, uh, that are really amazing. So here I am, rested up, ready to go. We're going to talk a, about a topic today that that uh, is not an easy topic at all. We're going to talk about God, or the idea of God is a better way to put it. And, you know, take what you need, as I always say. This is just my take on things. Uh, my My education, my formal education, is in... Theology. Uh, I have done some master's level work. I have an undergraduate degree in religion. So, you know, talking of theological things is, isn't easy for me. Spent a lot of time thinking about this particular topic. But I also know that uh, what I'm about to say may not be easy for people to hear. It, my, my, my theory around this. It may not be easy for people to hear, but, you know, again, take a listen. If you don't agree, that's okay, man. That's, you know, no one, I'm not here to tell you I have the answers for everything. Beware the person who tells you they have the answers for everything. I don't. I'm just simply going to state to you from my experience what I think is really going on when we talk about God. And I'm using air quotes, Okay. So, you know, the idea of a god or gods is as old as human uh, beings. It's ancient, right? As ancient as we are. Theories about a superior being. Theories about uh, a superior beings, multiple gods. <clears throat> it's not new. Um <clears throat> The way I'm going to speak about it, though, is probably best referred to in the sense of the monotheistic religions, you know, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Because, but it may apply to, to every religion that holds to a god or gods. So first we have to talk about reality, right? What is our reference for reality? How do we make sense of being the human that we are? Really, that question lies at the core of every podcast I do, every episode. Um, but what's our reference point when we look at, you know, natural disasters or when we look at bad things? We... We have to make sense. You know, we're, we're looking for meaning, right? We're trying to find meaning. 
And one of the ways in which humans have done that is they have anthropomorphized, how's that for a big word, right? They have made a god or gods a superior human, anthropomorphized, made God human. Uh, And they have written as such, right? God made humans in in God's image, or actually it's a plural, uh, made humans in our image is what the Bible says. Always fascinated me about the hour, right? Uh, and, and that's what we've done. We've given those human attributes to our concept of a superior being. And that's what I was taught. My mom was Catholic. My grandma was Pentecostal. You know, I was taught <clears throat> in a very kind of rigid way that that God was indeed a, a gray-haired male who was wiser than us, who lived in the sky, uh, beyond what we could see. And, boy, that messed me up. <laughs> and I think, it, I think it messes everyone up. And I, I have to tell you, I still deal with a lot of people who are stuck in that, what I believe to be false notion. And so if people ask me, do you believe that there is a God? The first thing I have to say is, if there is, then that being is beyond my understanding. You know, it's, it's, it's beyond human understanding. And ironically, what led me to that notion was being involved in the God business. Uh, because what what most people are taught, honestly, is that if you're a good little boy or girl, then God will show favor to you and you will, you know, avoid a lot of the tragedy, a lot of the, you, you'll be in God's favor. You'll be one of the elect. And if anything bad happens to you, it's because God is punishing you or you're a sinner or, and that sounds very arcane, doesn't it? It sounds very sort of 2,000, 4,000 years ago. Folks, it's implanted into people. That notion is a part of (laughs) people's notions of God today. It's a very second grade Sunday school, typical Sunday school notion. Now, if you know, and, and I, if you listen to the program at all, you know that I believe that we are programmed. And when we're four, five, six years old, and those ideas are planted in us, they take root. I know people that are my age and older who struggle still to shake that notion that they're being punished. It's, <clears throat> it's, um, it's really sad. So, what's my theory? You know, and, and again, this is just a theory because, as I said, uh, if there is a, a singular superior being, then that being is beyond our comprehension. I, I'm sure of that. It's like the ant knowing, you know, <laughs> what the human is. It's just, it's not there. Uh, 
I do believe, however, that one's raised consciousness, one's living out of more compassion, more love, more generosity, more truth, is truly a way in which we can connect ourselves to what we can call the divine, if you want. But I believe the divine, and I think there's good proof of this, is not something outside of you, but something within you. That we are connected. You know, when Jesus says the kingdom of God is within you, right? Uh, or Buddha will say, you can, you can be the Buddha. You can have the Buddha mind. <clears throat> They're telling us that that superior, I uh, hate to use the word superior, that divinity, that truth of love, is really what lies within you. And it is, honestly, part of your authentic self. Now, that doesn't mean, right? Now, here's where we got to be careful of the ego. Because that doesn't mean that somehow you're God and someone else isn't. It means within us are those things that we have always identified as something other. When Jesus would say, love your enemy, that's so far out of the bounds of ego uh, thinking that we don't know how to do that. But when we can get beyond our ego to any degree, we can then begin to understand that those things that we have attributed to some anthropomorphized human gray-haired man in the sky, the good things about that are really us. I'm going to tell you, folks, from, from, from sort of my mystical experiences, if you will, my, my moments of connection, if you will, with the transcendent, there's no judgment. There's no anger. There's no silly <clears throat> human egocentric emotion that my experiences of the transcendent are very much uh, without punishment, without judgment, without sort of those things we attribute to some human in the sky. That it's love, it's kindness, it's a there's a gentleness beyond our understanding that really resides within us because uh, it resides within us, but we've forgotten it because we have covered it up with these notions of of a superior being that somehow has our worst qualities. I mean. Think about this. The people in the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, believed that God thought like them. And they were taught that in their churches, in their Sunday schools. Uh, you know, <laughs> folks, I'm going to say it again. Spirituality is about getting beyond our programming. 
It's about uncovering those false notions of reality. And one of the biggest ones we have is this idea that there is some superior human being listening to us, watching us, controlling us. Uh, as I said, you know, being a professional religious person taught me there's no deal to make here, folks. And that's really what we want to do. We want to make God a human so we can make a deal to avoid the things that are really tragic and painful. But I'm going to tell you, I never saw that work for people. I, I never saw people avoid the great harm that life can do. But I did see a lot of people lose that faith, which may not be a bad thing if your faith is in something false. But faith for me is a trust that love is the answer. That's what my faith is. You know, I believe that there have been people who have lived that. Mother Teresa, Dorothy Day, Martin Luther King, Jesus of Nazareth, Siddhartha Gautama the Buddha, Mahatma Gandhi. These are just the ones we know about. But I would tell you, I, I, I think what these people were pointing to was a sense <clears throat> of being, not a sense of believing. Now, they may have their beliefs, and, and that's, you know, I, I can't dig into their mind, although I think there's plenty of writing from each one of those people if you want to go out and read. But for me, it's not a question of, is there a God? That question no longer exists in my brain. It's not important. What's important is who I am today and how I connect with the reality of love in this world. And if there is a God, then that's where that God resides. Not in these really expensive buildings we build and, and the dogmas and the theologies we create and, you know, the that's just belly button gazing. That's, we, we, we try, we want so desperately for our childhood God to be real that people spend their entire lives trying to prove it. And there's no proof of it. You can only experience the truth of love, and that's it. Anything else is, is just thought. It's just concept. But I guess someone could say that about this also. So, you know, my friends, what I would ask of you is to ponder and think and, and, and just question everything we've learned, everything you've learned about the nature of God. But it's up to you to believe or to think or to feel how you want. Take what you need, leave the rest, and know that I care very much for you. And I'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.